Welcome to the Going There podcast. I am Kim, and this is my amazing husband. And strong and good looking. Yes, yes, all those. (laughs) Well, I'm Chris, and we are husband and wife, parents of three amazing kids, co-pastors of Journey Church in Newport News, Virginia, and ketogenic coaches. We want to bring you guys along for the fun as we dive into topics not touched from the pulpit. On the Going There podcast, we will be sharing in full transparency about marriage, sex, and faith. And did I mention sex? We are going there. Nothing is off limits. With 20 years of ministry experience and 18 years of marriage and three kids, we've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really good. The Going There podcast can be found on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us at goingtherepodcast.com. So go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, and get a new episode every Wednesday. Go ahead and like us and share on Facebook and Instagram because we are going there. Welcome, guys, to the very first episode of Going There podcast. We are so excited. We are very excited to have you guys. Uh, we just want to spend just the next few moments kind of telling you more about what, what we're doing here, who we are, why this podcast, why uh, another podcast, another podcast on marriage and sex and faith. There's so many out there, but yeah. why another podcast on that, particularly why the Going There podcast. And so um, we can start off with uh, this really kind of kicked off. Or the idea, I guess, of this podcast kicked off at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Yep. So back in March of this past year, when life was going normal, and then all of a sudden we had the brakes slammed on us, yeah. and COVID-19 showed up and shut everything down. One of the things that you and I did, um, because we pastor a church, and one of the things that we did to stay connected with our church uh, during a time where you couldn't meet, was start, we started doing live devotions yep. uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we started waking up in the mornings and yeah. getting up early and doing uh, devos. We call them devos Monday through Friday. And uh, we just found that it was a, a, a great time. It was a good time of connecting uh, with people. And it was a good time for you and I connecting. Yeah. Uh, I think it took us to a, another level uh, spiritually because we were, you know, in the word, uh, in the scriptures uh, every day. Yeah. Um, and you're like, well, you're pastors. You're not in the scriptures every day. There are days where you're not. Yeah. I mean, we got three honest. kids and we started homeschooling and we still both have other, other jobs that we, we do. So no, you're not sitting in front of the Bible for a couple hours every day. On, right. Let's be real. Just not how it goes. And I think we, right. we began to start, um, getting, questions sent in or conversations yeah. that were that were digging in a little bit to some of the topics we were hitting on or some of the questions that were we were addressing and it kind of made us realize that you know what there's a an opportunity for our voices in a lot of different areas like marriage and about sex and about yeah. faith that aren't necessarily topics that we're going to hit um, from the pulpit right on a on a service time and so we started thinking about podcasting and yeah so we did the devotions every, like i said monday through friday and we did that from march april may june july yeah and then august we kind of felt like that shift uh, happening and we we actually even ended the podcast or ended the uh, devotion saying hey guys we're going to be taking a break because yep. we feel like the lord's kind of stirring us in a different direction and uh, we want to broaden the horizon on the topics that we want to talk about. So maybe every uh, time we do something is not maybe centered around just a, a scripture, uh, but really just life in general, yeah. right? And and so 
Uh, not that scripture is not relevant for all aspects of your life, but man, there's right. also just other things you can talk about as well. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it, how the, the idea was birthed. Um, one of the things that we, we kind of joked about before we even started doing this is like, look, we're not like, we're not professional counselors. No. Like, you know, we, we've been pastoring together for about 20 years. Um, and so we, we kind of know enough to be dangerous, I think on all <laughs> levels <laughs> enough to be dangerous. Um, we've done a lot of things wrong, uh, yeah. when it comes to marriage, when it comes to relationships, right. Um, you know, we've done a lot of things wrong and we've done a lot of things right. And yeah. particularly in the last couple of years, really figuring out what those right things were. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think for, 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 for a while, people used to say about us particularly, like, oh, you guys look like you have like the perfect, uh, you have the perfect marriage. And people would say, you know, they would, they would tell us, oh, you, know, well, they, you guys, couples, couples goals. That's what they would say. Yeah. Couple goals. Couple, and I'm like, man, oh, please don't do that. Right. Yeah. Don't elevate that. Yeah. You, you kind of look at, at just the highlights of people's lives and think that you have it all together and, right. and, and, and you don't, you don't no. have it all together. No. Um, but so, yeah. So what really, we just want to spend some time just kind of pouring back into other people and saying, Hey, we can help you avoid the mistakes that we made yeah. early on. That'd be great. Uh, we can know. help with undoing oh my some gosh. of the things that if you were brought up in church, um, you probably have some of the same, uh, I guess, questions or same things that are keeping you from being free in some right. areas that we've walked through and we'll probably continue to walk through. And that's another thing is like, we're not coming here as, oh, we've arrived at hey, any no. spot. <laughs> and, you know, this is where we take a stance as pastors as well yeah, is, you know, absolutely. we, we're on a journey. And so you guys literally get to join us. And as we unpack things, because we don't have all the answers, but we are yeah. willing to dive into things that um, you just don't that are just taboo kind of to talk about sometimes. Yeah. And we're, we're wanting to go there. We're ready. We're ready to like, <laughs> let's unpack it. Let's talk about it. Cause it's not setting anybody free and no one's living their best life. If we don't talk about we pretend this stuff. that stuff doesn't exist. Right. right or we right. just put the facade on or we play the, the religious, right. the religious game. You know, and we've always have on. a, we've always had a heart for marriages yeah, for, absolutely. for, um, people, even in the moments where we thought we had it all figured out, and now looking back, we're like, Lord, we did. We said that. You said that the other day. You're like, God, we, we need to call like everybody we did counseling with yes. early on in ministry and just say, we're sorry. We had it all wrong. So if yeah. you're listening and we counseled y'all early on in our in our ministry, we're sorry. You'll see what we're talking about as we continue to, to yes. move forward. But Yes. We're, we've grown a lot. We're no longer in our 20s thinking we know everything. have it all figured out. Right. Lord, no. But I mean, we really, right. that was just our mindset and, and it, you know, you get elevated to a spot and you feel right. like you've, you've arrived to some extent and, but we've always had a heart to help yeah. with, um, people being able to have a, a healthy marriage, yeah. a, a good marriage where you want to be with each other and you want to, you know, do life together mm -hmm. because that's, you know, ultimately if you're married, if you have kids, when your kids are grown and gone, you got each other. Facts. So how do you live yeah. that? How do we, how do we get to a spot where when we have each other during the years of raising children and, and doing school and homework and jobs are going crazy and you're, you know, doing different things how do you still enjoy being with each other and so that's that's really a, a heart thing or a thing i've had on my heart for a long time and so have you yeah is to to see that for every couple right that you just enjoy you continue to enjoy being yeah. married or even enjoy your marriage right yes yeah, enjoy I... your marriage that's a huge thing like i mean come on now i mean there's going to be times where things are going to be tense right i mean that's every marriage sure but 
but you should be able to enjoy it. Like right. enjoy right. your spouse. There's nobody. I mean, the, ideally, there's nobody who's a bigger fan of you in your life than the person you said I do to. Right. Like right. this is the person who, at the end of the day, is it should be your number one fan. Should like, be right. Should be right. But that's not always true. No. Oftentimes we can we can allow ourselves to make our number one fans our enemy. And yeah. and those these are all things we'll be walking yeah. through, talking obviously. Through but but how do we get beyond that that like they're my enemy and they're not right. my number one fan or whatever. So Right. And so we so the topics obviously are, are gonna be marriage, sex and faith and there'll be a lot of things in between. Um your you know, our idea of marriage, like I mean, we didn't have we didn't first of all, we didn't grow up in church, right? No, we, we did not grow up in church. Yeah. Um, we came into church as teenagers. Yeah, late teens. Late teenage years. Yeah. And it, it, it was almost like we just threw ourselves into everything that we believed was right. All we right. went to a real fundamental um yeah, fundamental a, church. Yep. Um yep. very conservative yep. um beliefs. Yeah. And Everything we were told, we believed for absolute wholeheartedly. Truth. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was um, it was a, what was it like? Very uh, marriage, marriage focused, but uh, it was like healthy marriage aspects. I guess where it's traditional thing. roles. Well, you're I guess talking, it's, you're talking like uh, complementarian versus egalitarian. Or, yeah, or, very. T- and so to to kind of define that the idea that that the role is like the the husband is the lead and the woman comes alongside and serves his mission his vision his plan yeah that's more of a complementarian aspect and and so yes. that that was the 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 belief of the church that we were at right and, and when we in. when we came into that we were that was what we were that was the example we were given as yeah. young teens because we both came from uh, our families were not. We weren't churched families, I no. guess you would say. Yeah. We and weren't so, in church every weekend. We yeah. we made church a priority in our own lives as teenagers. Right. Right. And we came into the church during the purity movement. Oh my gosh. And so that's a big deal. And, and the true love weight rallies. The true love and, weight and, rallies. And, uh, the, the Joshua Harris, I Kiss Dating Goodbye book. And the girls wearing t-shirts because of the boys. And I mean, we'll right, go down all of these Because women will, women will make guys lust and get into sin, right? Yes, yes. Right. And so we... It has nothing the, to do with them in the, as in individuals the bondage that we came into yeah we did not quite understand the the depths that that would be carried into our marriage right it provided while initially it kind of provided just some stability i think absolutely yeah because we we didn't like i said we didn't come up in church and and our parents have been married multiple times and that's no no shade their way obviously but but they have been married different different relationships good relationships bad relationships and so we didn't really kind of understand what a healthy marriage really, really looked like uh, early on, and so this was kind of what we saw in church was kind of like a a, a, a beginning place, and, and I don't know how foundation. Like we want to go yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We want that. Like we want, we want whatever that looks like. We want yes, that. Yes, we want and that so, direction. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, but man, it, you know, again. Uh, the the more you get into this and the longer you've been doing it and the more you're 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 reading scripture the more you're talking the more you're seeking God man you just kind of see things in a different way yeah and uh, and and marriage can look so much better than than what we you know than what you may have seen or what you may know um, in regards to sex why why a podcast why are we gonna hit on sex why are we talking about sex because it can be really <laughs> good like that's that's um. Man, <laughs> I it's like you don't even know where to start sometimes about right. this. Well, for me, I don't because 
there's so many things. That's why I brought up the the purity culture and I brought yeah. up some of these things. Um, there's so many things we bring into marriage mm-hmm. that um, we don't realize actually affect all right. of these areas of our life from our faith to mm-hmm. our sex life to, you know, identity, all of this stuff. And we bring this into our marriage and we think, well, we're having sex, so we're good. But holy moly, when you like start unpacking some stuff and start really learning more about your own self and your own sexuality right. and that sexuality is an, an absolutely good thing yeah. that we've been taught right. to suppress and to right. not be sexual beings per se, except <laughs> for to procreate, you you don't get to experience what the benefits are that I believe God has given us. So it's it's such a good topic. And yeah. we're going to go there. <laughs> All sorts of theirs. All so, sorts of theirs, y'all. be good. The final. So you do want headphones on when listening to this podcast that if you were be, around children at any point. That would be a point. wise thing unless you're ready and you're prepared for them <laughs> to ask you what the labia is or the vulva or the clitoris or... <laughs> You know, all sorts of, what do they mean by toys? I don't know. <laughs> what are they talking about? You know, so yeah, make sure you're not listening to it with your kids in the car. Um, yes. So yeah, we'll hit on that. And then again, faith, obviously, I mean, we, we're followers of Jesus. We're pastors. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's definitely, we don't do life uh, apart from no. apart from God. So, yeah. you know, that's definitely part of our values. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and so that's going to work its way in. And, and just seeing things differently, yeah, I think for a long time, uh, church was looked at as, as a way to indoctrinate, right? It's like yeah. church was indoctrination. You come to church to learn the right thing to believe and you believe what we tell you to believe and that's it. And I think even for us, you know, about five or six years ago, uh, we really kind of broke away from that and just started asking questions, lots yeah. and lots of questions. And, you know, we what we realized too in, in this process of the church doesn't, you know, I say church in general, I'm using general terms, but for a lot of churches, man, we we just don't advocate asking questions. Don't ask questions. Just believe what I believe, and and then you're good to go. And I think, man, I don't think you can really get to know God without asking questions. Right. I don't. I don't think you can really get to understand, you know, the the spirit of God or Jesus or or, or the Father or even your spouse. Even if your spouse, if you're not asking questions, questions are a great thing. Well, Jesus asked questions all the time. Jesus asked questions all the time. They asked him questions and he responded with questions. Right. Very seldom did he actually give right. solid answers. But we're often scared of questions. Yeah. I mean, I know I've had so many meetings where my out of out of fear for not knowing the right thing, it was the questions that created that fear or anxiety in me when someone would ask me something and I felt like I had to have the right answer. But we don't always have to have the right answer. Sometimes right. we just need to allow the other person or ourselves to simply be a willing yeah. to explore something that may not be what we've always believed or right. understood. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a huge thing on your faith journey yeah. of asking questions and being okay with that. Yeah. And not having all the answers. Yeah. Which is hard. To be able to Yeah, it is, right? To and to be able to say I don't know. I think that's one of the I have way more respect for somebody if they say I don't know than I do if you sit around and try to BS me for about 30 minutes. Everybody can see through that, right? Yeah. Like everybody yeah. sees through BS. Like I don't I don't agree with that. So, I think, you know, you know, it's just true. I think to be able to have some I don't know. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure I have the answer to that. That's that's completely okay. And so they all tie together, right? So, you know, when it comes to this 
whole this whole thing it all ties together they yeah. don't they're not separate sex isn't separate from spirituality or your christian walk it all goes uh it, it goes together yeah right? you go back to what jesus said in the garden in john 17 uh chapter 17 verse 3 i think it is and he says he's praying in the garden of gethsemane before he's getting ready to be you know turned over and betrayed and and then crucified and he says as he's praying to god he says you know father and this is eternal life that they may know you the one true god and your son whom you've sent and when he says that they may know you that word know there is the it's the greek word gnosko it means to have uh, an intimate knowledge of something it, yeah. it's it was a jewish idiom it was it was for sex it was literally what they would use for sex so it was like to, that they would know you right and what, what Jesus is saying is like what, what eternal life is, it's not going to heaven one day when you die, right? Eternal life is having an intimacy with God that can only be paralleled, that can only only be rivaled to, to what sex brings, right? right? For a husband and a wife, um, for, for a couple, you know, sex is as close as it gets. You can't get any clo- any closer physically right. than than sex, right? And so uh, so Jesus goes on to say, man, this idea to know God, eternal life is to know God in an intimate way, right? It's the same word that's used over in Genesis where is in the very beginning of Genesis where it says an Adam knew his wife Eve. It's the same type of word. That's the Hebrew word yada, but it's the same thing. It's he knew her, you know, you know that you know that you know, right? And so, you know, you know God through an intimacy that mm-hmm. way, right? You know your spouse through uh, both uh, uh, emotional intimacy, but also physical intimacy. Like you can't, I'm telling you, man, when you are looking at your spouse right. and you're in the in the process of having sex or making love and your eyes are connected, man, there is an intimacy there that's unparalleled. Like yeah. even this idea, and we'll talk about this probably in another deal, but even this idea of like being able to keep your eyes fixed on your, your spouse while you're in the middle of climaxing, right? It's like there is a level of intimacy there a vulnerability there yeah so you can't get no closer than that right you know i mean that is incredibly close and so they're not separate sex doesn't belong in a box over here and christianity or spirituality belongs in a box over here and then marriage is this thing over here it's like it all is connected man it is if we if we allow it to be sure yeah often we'll keep it all in its own little boxes and it's separate spots because the intimacy we can lose that intimacy over time. We can lose that intimacy with the Lord if we stop asking questions. Sure, yeah. yeah. We can lose the intimacy in our marriage if we right. stop asking questions. Because yeah. since same spouse you married, so we've been married for going years. on nineteen years. Going, going on, on nineteen, 19. Yeah, this coming year. Years, well, yeah. it is it is a new year. Yeah. We're going on nineteen years. Yeah. But if you've never asked me questions in the nineteen years, you're married to a different person than who you married. 19 years ago. No doubt. What happened? Right. (laughs) Right. No, but that's the thing. Like if we don't continue to ask questions during the duration of your relationships from marriage to fit your faith relationship with the Lord to your, even in your sex life, like if you don't, if you stopped asking questions the moment you got married and you're like, oh, you want to have sex? Yes, we want to have sex and you have sex and it's like, oh, okay, we're good. This is just what we do. And you never ask questions moving forward. The intimacy stops growing right, right. because you don't you the intimacy doesn't continue to grow if you don't get to know more about your spouse right. if you don't get to know what they like how they like things what they enjoy what they don't enjoy yeah. you know and why they don't enjoy it then then the intimacy slowly dwindles yeah. and you do end up with everything in separate boxes though it should never be that way 
It should all be together. It's all connected, like right. you said. But we can lose that. I think. I well, I think even even in our relationship, I mean, we've seen that, right? There yeah. have been some like we thought. Okay, yeah, we really had a really strong, strong marriage. We yeah. had a strong marriage, but an okay, okay, sex life, you right. know. And it's like, well, can you? Is your marriage really strong if you have just an okay sex life? I don't. I don't right. necessarily think though. I, I think that you can have. Uh, functionality but i think a thriving sex life is a thriving marriage and a thriving marriage is a thriving sex life and it's like i think they they go they go together well we know that now yeah yeah yeah. but prior we would have been like no it's it's all good because in our minds or at least in my mind i've heard the statement made recently um was well sex is just such a small portion of our marriage oh yeah yeah and it's and it's Hmm. like now it looking is back, it's like, right. oh no, like right. that is like that's not at all accurate if you understand how sex can work in your marriage because right. it's not literally just that one moment you have wow. together. No. It's an all day thing. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll go into detail more about yeah, that, yeah. but it's something that's happening throughout the day that creates that sure. intimacy that leads to maybe a moment or a, a you know time together. Yeah. But it's, it isn't. It's not just a small aspect of our marriage, unless that's where we want to leave it at, in that box over there, where that's that thing we do. Yeah, no way. No. <laughs> I mean, no we're thanks. not there. And no. we, we uh-uh. are definitely, our, our hope is to challenge and challenge other couples to, yeah. to not stay, stay in that spot, for sure. Yeah. You can have the best sex of your life, like, right now. Like, like I, I, I will say, man, for 2020, 2020 has been a year for a lot of people who are just like, ah, 2020, <laughs> like, it sucks, and it's this, and it's that, or whatever the case is. Y'all, listen, like, truth be told, we've had more sex in 2020 than we've had in any individual year in our marriage. Yeah, like, and the kids have been home, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, we've been homeschooling yeah. and, you know, stuck at home. So it's right, like, right. it doesn't... Yeah, it's it's learning and changing and challenging yourself for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's so, so. good. But um, we want to go to and talk a little bit about how um, how loving God, loving ourselves, and yeah. loving our spouse um, it can all, play into all of this. Right, because relationship relationship in general functions best when we when we understand love, and I think that that's important, right? Yeah. So like every relationship. Uh, functions at its peak when we understand uh, and, and we're willing to love. And and I think defining what does that look like is important, right? right? Because if I were to ask you, well, what does love look like? You might give four or five different things. Right. Or somebody, somebody else, what's love look like? They might go, well, love looks like this. And when we mo- we all have a, a way that we enjoy uh, being loved. Yes. You know, when we, when we are truly... Uh, absolutely 100% loved by somebody, you know it. You yeah. know what that looks like, right? And so um, the relationships function best under, the, uh, under and inside of love. And the Bible says, the, the scriptures go on in, in 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is is love, for God is love. God. Yeah. So love is not something God does. Love right. is who God is, right? And that's important. Like, well, what does that look like? Well, you know, Paul writes about it in 1 Corinthians, which is a, a good... Let me turn in my paper Bible, y'all. Y'all still use paper Bibles? I still use a paper Bible. Um, so 1 Corinthians 13, he, he goes and defines. So God is love. And then Paul helps us understand. He says, and this is love. This is what love is. And in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 4, 
can't tell you how many times I've read this scripture at, at marriages that I've done, weddings that I've done, right? Right. But um, it says, love is patient and it's kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. Man, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices uh, whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. One translation says love never fails, right? And so love does, our relationships do function at the at the level and the capacity that they're designed to function at when we're walking in love, right. Right? right? When we understand God is love and we understand that that love that God is, is expressed towards us, that we are loved by God that way, man, we are able to give right. that love out. You can't give what you're not getting. Right. Right. And so when I understand I'm loved by God, then I can love others. And so we've kicked this around and talked about this for a while now. Um, man, just sometimes just sitting before we go to sleep, just start talking, you know, and and um, and we talked about this this idea that sin, if, you know, this whole idea of sin and sin's not man, we could spend a bunch of time on this, but, you know, we, we want to look at sin as individual acts. Well, that thing is sin or that thing is sin and that thing yeah. is sin. All the acts that people want to attached to sin right. are really fruit it's just they're just expressions yep. and and sin is really missing the mark it's missing the mark of, of god's plan for your life god's desire for your life and god's desire for your life more than anything is for you to be loved yep. when you understand you're loved you'll you walk in the fullness of 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 god's life right and and so so sin comes down to this you know i sin when I when I when there is an absence of love in one of three areas or all three areas or two or three areas, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll sin if, the, if that's the case. So when I'm not loving God or I'm right. not allowing God to love me, when I'm not loving myself or not allowing you to love me, mm-hmm. or when I'm refusing to love you, right? You know, that's where we're missing the mark. That's right. where sin begins to show up. Yeah. And and you can take all these sinful, quote, quote, sinful acts and you can line them up a piece of paper and you can look at each one of them and go, well, I can see how, how you know, committing adultery and having an affair on your spouse is, is not loving them and it's not loving yourself. Right. Or I can see how the love of money um, you know, and, and the idolatry that comes along with that, idolizing money, I can see how that's really not loving God. I can see or not allowing God to love me in that moment. That's where that begins to come out. So relationship functions best in, in the guise and the concept of love. Yeah, and I think I know for myself, there's been n- numerous years in our in our marriage where it was easy for me to allow God to love me and for me to love God. And there were times where it was, I I knew without a shadow of a doubt, like I've got to love you and allow you to love me. But there was a lot of years where I had a hard time showing self-love, like loving myself, which then in turn made it hard for you to be able to love me fully or for me to receive your love fully. Because I, based on what I was taught, whether it was literally taught to me or just what was imposed into my beliefs from mm-hmm. outward teachings right. was no matter what is I am to love my spouse without a question of anything, without, you know, deep, deep discussions about certain things. Like don't go too deep because then that might be, you know, might cause tension or right. whatnot. 
but it caused me to not have self-love for myself. And that was a very eye-opening thing for me as I began to understand, like, God wants me to love you love myself (laughs) yeah right you know and what does that look like going back to that verse is like oh okay like this is okay and so i think a lot of times we can get so wrapped up in what we're supposed to do for everyone else and what we're supposed to do can i be patient yeah yeah. can i i can be patient with you but But to myself right can i be patient to myself i can be kind to you right but can i be kind to myself Mm -hmm. right i you know that that's what those are those right. are huge things, man. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal. And that all affects your relationships with within your marriage. That affects Absolutely. all of your relationships, but it definitely will affect your relationship within your marriage with your spouse if you are not able to show yourself love because right. you you begin to withhold. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's kind of just a a a, a potpourri, if you want to call it. <laughs> Yeah, That's kind of like word. all a little bit of Hopefully. everything that we're going to be diving into um, throughout every week. Every week that we're yeah. going to be going into, and I know over the next few weeks, yeah, we're going to be kind of hitting each um, each topic just a little a little bit more. Right. Um, so marriage next week, maybe yeah. sex the following week, and then the. The, th- the third week out, we'll talk about more about faith and how that, that applies. And then yeah. start taking topics as we just unpack them. You know? Yes. How many times a week should you be having sex? You know? And yeah. What does it look like to build a prayer life with your spouse? And right. what does it look like to get into the scriptures and study scriptures? And what does it look like to question everything you believe? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we're excited. And, you know, this is way different. I think podcasting. Or doing a podcast seems to be kind of way different than doing like Facebook Lives or, or Devos, right? Because you don't have people commenting constantly. Yeah, know? but we do want we do want to give people opportunities for sure to do um, feedbacks or send comments yep. or questions. We actually have a, um, a email email that you can go to. It's going to be linked in the show notes and everything yep. like that. But it's it's, feedback at goingtherepodcast.com. So if you have questions about any topic, particularly yes. that, that you want us to hit on or talk about or unpack or discuss, uh, definitely do that. It's feedback at goingtherepodcast.com. Um, definitely. Uh, you can us. remain anonymous too if yeah, you yeah. do not want. Yeah, if you go to the website too, yeah. if you go to the website, which is goingtherepodcast.com, there's a tab at the top of the website that says got a question. Click on that. Yep. And you don't have to put any other information in other than your question. And uh, and you can just do that and we'll we'll jump on that. Also, man, don't don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, yeah. you know. As we get going, leave a review. Go find us on Facebook and, and Instagram. We're on there as well. It's linked in the show notes. You can like us and follow us there as well. Yeah. And uh, man, we were excited. We're excited as we uh, as we as this thing begins to unfold more and more each week. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. We're praying blessings over you. Yes. In the name of Jesus, and we'll see you next week.